Welcome to Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. I will be Nico. He is Dan. And we have and another week of wrestling. Yes, we do. Um, bit of a slow week, to be honest. Um, oh, slow a... week? Yeah. Kind well, of. Kind in of. the ring, I mean a slow week. In in the ring? Yes, kind of. Um, WWE is, of course, uh, hard to watch. Um, Very. They don't seem to know what they're doing, but makes sense for what happened this week. Um, but it's an interesting time. Interesting time to be a wrestling fan. Exactly, but, but um, I think it was a slow week. There was some major news, which we'll get into later on. But uh, uh, I think it was. I think WWE knows what they're doing, but they just do the same thing. Like, as far as storyline-wise, all the time, it feels like they just recycle shit. But um, we'll get to WWE um, here at some point during the episode. But uh, why don't you get us started, Nico, with some AEW. What did we have for AEW? All right, for AEW, I mean, the there's just going to be points that I'm going to talk about because we have a long show um, ahead. With the, We are going to preview SummerSlam later. But... Um, some things I want to talk about that I was interested in with Dynamite um, this week. Um, the House of Black, well, really, Brody King um, faced off against... Um, shit, I'm so sorry. I always forget people's names. Yeah, Brody King went up, went up against Darby Allen this week. Um, it's an okay match. Not too bad. You know, I, I, I do like how Darby Allen faces bigger guys. Um, I, I just like that he uses the fact that he's a smaller guy the the way he uses his offense. Um the match was okay, everything was okay in the match. The one thing though that in- that interested me in this match was Miro coming out at the end. And I'm really digging what they're trying to do with Miro and the story they're trying to tell uh, cuz he's conflicted whether or not he's supposed to join the House of Black or he's supposed to destroy the House of Black. Um I know last week we talked about how like he had his promo he had like a, a pre-taped cr- promo where like half of his face was shadowed and then the other half of his face was lit brightly. Um, well, this week when he was walking down the ring, he had some shades on. And I don't know if you noticed it, but there were two different color shades. Like one was lighter than the other. Did you catch that? I did notice something about the glasses, but I thought it was like something I might have missed or or skipped through at some point. Like I was like, did he... Hit him with like some miss at some point that just um fucked up his eye or I thought maybe because it seemed like one of them was darker than the other. Um, I just well, thought the whole shades thing was weird. To be honest, I wasn't really feeling this uh, this part. Yeah, I was. I, I'm digging it only because I understand what. Not saying that you don't understand. I'm just saying that, like, for me, I, that what I'm taking is that he's conflicted on what side. So he's half half in it, half out of it. Um, so I get what they're trying to do with that. Um, but that was pretty decent. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happened on Dynamite. One thing, though, um, we definitely got to talk about um, was the Christian Cage uh, Luchasaurus match. Now, again, it's not the match that mattered. They, they went against the Varsity Blondes. They had some stuff happen last week. Not a bad match. Decent match. Um, good to see uh, 
I like what Christian did at the end, how Luchasaurus basically beat the shit out of everybody. Christian just takes in the tag, pins uh, Pillman, one, two, three, win. Now, the end after this match, Jungle Boy comes out of nowhere with a chair. And so Christian is hiding behind Luchasaurus, all scared and whatever. But then, for some reason, Luchasaurus goes, actually gets out of the ring, goes towards Jungle Boy, and it's a big pop. Everyone was digging that Jungle Boy is back, which they should. Um, and then Luchasaurus just turns back around and he's like, nope, I'm back with Jungle Boy now. After being a heel for about, what, three weeks? It hasn't been gone that long. No, not, not long. I thought he wasn't going to come out. Like I thought it was like a heel theme that Christian was doing where you'd hear the music and then he'd laugh and like, psych, you know, he's not really here. Um, I thought they could have milked that, but um, he was indeed there. And <laughs> this is like the most serious I've seen Jungle Boy look in his facials. So this is pretty, uh, I thought it was pretty good. But then I was confused as to like Luchasaurus letting him get past him um, and not doing anything. I thought that was weird. Uh, is Are they not going to be a thing anymore, him and Christian or... Yeah, that's what it seems like. It, it, that part was the weird part for me. Like, um, I had a little issue, a little bit of an issue of Jungle Boy coming back so soon. I felt like he needed a little bit more time. Um, but with this comeback, I was like, okay, let's see what's going on. I thought Luchasaurus was gonna stay on the side of Christian for a little while. Um, if he was gonna turn on, turn his back on Christian, I felt like I don't know that there needed to be a little bit more like Jungle Boy trying to like you know, talk some sense into Luchasaurus or something. But Well, I thought maybe they'd go back to it like next week or whenever and uh Luchasaurus actually, you know, is loyal to Christian or something and then uh, ends up fucking up Jungle Boy anyways. But um uh I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with this. At least it's interesting to see what's gonna happen. But uh yeah, definitely, and it's oh. something that make you go back and watch because I'm I'm definitely gonna watch Dynamite to see where this leads because it's not over. I mean, Christian Cage left, ran through the crowd. Jungle Boy didn't get what he was going out there for, you know, to get back at Christian. So there's still more story to tell. And this is actually like probably the if you look at it like as far as the show overall, this mm-hmm. is probably like the best thing that happened on the show, and it really wasn't all that great. I thought um, it was a little confusing, but. Um, yeah, yeah, there wasn't uh too many things that happened um i do <laughs> I do have to gripe about something um with this show or with a w and with Tony Khan. Why the fuck is Kara Hogan even wrestling like <laughs> J- Jade Cargo's new she's she's green, but she's nowhere, nowhere as shitty as Kara Hogan. I'm sorry, but like she's she's gotta go. If if they're gonna let Big Swole's contract run out because she's not good enough for AEW, they gotta do the same shit for Kira Hogan because she's trash. I know I was telling you about her match before you had actually watched it. Didn't tell you too much about it, just told you just watch her and see the shit show. And um you didn't believe me for a little bit. Not that you didn't believe me, but like I'm pretty sure you're thinking of how bad can it be? Uh, well, I mean, let's just get one thing straight. I think uh, her and Big Swole are bad. 
Um, and they both don't deserve to be, at least not on this roster. Uh, I don't know why Kiera Hogan was like signed uh, apparently away from Impact because she was there before. Um, and she was all right, I guess, in what I've seen her. But then again, I don't really watch too much of that division over there just because it's pretty lackluster. Um, similar to AEW's, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It was terrible. Um, she's not the worst I've ever seen, but she's just not good enough, I think, to be on the show. Maybe it was a bad outing. I mean, you know, we haven't really seen. No, it's it's not a bad outing. She's she's fucked up multiple times already. She's not good. She has not had a great match or a good match or even an okay match in AEW. Remember any other matches she's had? Just because I've seen her more of like just on the side, but um, maybe mm-hmm. I don't want to remember. Uh, maybe maybe you don't. Even when she does run in to like attack people, they look it just looks so it looks so fake. Like yeah. I understand that this is scripted, and you know not the punches aren't all real, but at least make them look real. Like Jesus Christ. Have you, noticed, have you noticed, like, uh, when they do, like, run-ins or brawls or when they're getting separated, like, those fucking punches look so phony. Like, they're not even aiming for the head anymore. Like, they're just aiming for their shoulder, like, their fucking elbow. Uh, like, it's just, I hate shit like that. I don't know. It just makes it look fucking phony. But, yeah. I don't know. It, I don't know what it what it is now. Maybe I just we just know too much or or what. But man, when shit would go down like back in for me, the attitude there, like when you would see like The Rock and Austin like just going at it, trading blows, punch for punch, punch for punch. Um, being separated was awesome stuff. Um, even in the ruthless aggression era, dude, like there just things seem more real. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's the the fact that they're really not working more than just once a week or twice a week, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit more depending if they have any independent stuff. Um, I don't know what it is, but shit, dude. The one I saw recently that I really liked was the Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins one, oh, when yeah. uh fucking Cody was in the ring and Rollins was on you know on the stairs on the in mm-hmm. the crowd and shit. That one like. You could actually believe like these guys were, you know, have some kind of professional uh, disdain, like you know, over the other. But makes it seem like they hate each other. Yeah, because like like and he's thrown shots at like indie wrestling or like you know the big times. He said that WWE was a big time before or something like that. So I can believe that whole thing they were trying to do. But yeah, I just wanted to. Bring that up about the bra and the punches since you were mentioning some pretty bad wrestling uh, that we saw. Yeah, yeah man, it was, it was just bad stuff. Shouldn't have been on the show. Um, but they gotta have they're they're trying to do this trios thing or tag team with them, but whatever. Uh but the next the last thing I want to talk about with AW. Oh no, actually, actually second to last. Um Bob Bar Every Death Match. That's what they called it. It's just Bob Bar Every Match. Um Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, I don't know, dude. When I was watching this, um, like, I didn't really care for it at this point. Like, how long has this feud been going on? Like, I was uh, done with it for 
like a long ass time ago when he when Kingston beat Jericho. I was done with it then. I know that should have been the fucking end, like ending to this because, and it seems like they said this was the last match, but it didn't make sense to me that if it's supposed to be the last match, you gotta have Eddie go over. I would think, if not, what was all this for? What was you know him going through all these fucking things just that to get then, to Jericho? Like, and then the clusterfuck. That everyone like comes in and starts fighting. Like, why? That's not. It wasn't necessary. Like, why did they have to do that? And then remember how blood and guts ended. Like, Kingston was like, "Damn, I I wasn't the one that made him tap." So that's why we're having you know another match because he wants Jericho. He wants that win. And like, uh, this didn't make any sense to me. The match stupid just to begin with. To be honest, but um. Like, I didn't want to see this. I watched about 80% of this match, to be honest with you. I was trying to get into it because Eddie, as soon as he came down there, looked like he was ready to fuck him up, and which was... That was exciting, I thought. You know, I want to see Jericho get fucked up, but... uh, And then the ending, like, Sammy coming out, like... Yeah, um, it's, just, it's just prolonging this feud that... Should have ended a long time ago. Should have ended with blood and guts. Honestly, they, that was a high note at least for me. Like I thought that was a high note. Let it end there. Their team won, but no, it's still continuing and it's probably gonna keep going next week because that wasn't even an ending. Like what was that? Eddie Kingston looked upset. So Anna Jade apparently has joined them or something because they did that whole thing. But when they attacked Ruby. Took the key and then she, then Ty Conti couldn't get the fucking thing open. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if that was part of the work or if she really just couldn't do it. It looked like he she was asking uh, Daniel Garcia like, "Hey, it's not fucking working. Like, what do I do?" And then they just like fucking went through the pipes like the you know the barriers or whatever. Like, well, I was like, "What's going on?" I mean, at least they 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 continued to go and did that. That's whatever because. They were suspended in the air, you know, before and that. they were running out of time, too, I felt like, because the ending, like, it just ended. And then they're like, oh, thank you for joining us, whatever. My God. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. it, it ended pretty quickly. And then they rushed at the end to throw, like, Jericho onto that fucking pad or whatever the fuck they had out there. But yeah. um, that was ridiculous. I don't know if you noticed that awkward scuffle that they had at the end where, like, uh, Kingston tried to swing at him, but uh, fucking Sammy was there. They were moving each other around. Like, it was just, it looked weird, but um, I don't know. That was just a crazy way to top off a trash match, but yeah. I know. Um, I feel like last week was a bit better. A bit. Uh, but... I don't know, man. AW is, I mean, it's, it's bound to happen there. You're, you have a TV show that's supposed to run year long. You're not going to have great shows all the time. It's just, it's impossible. I doubt anyone can really do that. And why are Um, they naming it like a pay-per-view, like a mini fucking television pay-per-view. And then they put on this show. This is probably one of the worst shows they've had all year. Like comparing to, other eventful things that have happened in AEW, there was at least one very notable eventful like thing that happened in the show, and this one 
didn't have any what fucking jungle boys return like well I, th- I think what's happened happening here is what we're seeing is the lack of star power and the lack of story because a lot of these matches really didn't mean anything like there were stories behind them but like what is even going on like the baddies and, and against athena and, and willow nightingale like yeah there's a story going on there but if you have trash wrestlers in there, it, no one's going to fucking care. And I mean, FTR came out for a little bit. Uh, so that was nice to see. They're just hyping up their match tonight. Um, you have Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs just facing off against a former NXT guy. Um, oh, he was Troy Donovan. Is that what it was? That's his name from NXT. But either way, like that was just random. That was just a match, which is fine. It was like it was a decent match, but why have something like you said, like booked like a pay per view, or you know, showcased like a pay per view, but just not pay per view quality? And they did it what two weeks in a row? Like who? Get, like why are you doing Fighter Fest one week, Fighter Fest two weeks? Why? Because you have to do the Discover shit. That's why they had the fucking shark cage. Oh, that shit was so corny, bro. And, like, this is what happens when you don't have your Brian Danielsons, your CM Punks, your MJFs, even your Kenny Omegas. Like, yes. damn. They really missed, you know, all of them. But if you would have had one of those guys on, the, on, on this fucking show, it would have beat any other segment that we saw. And, and, what's, the, and what's the former champion doing? Wrestling uh, with John Silver on Rampage, with a for you, a meaningless storyline. Yeah, I'm more talking about what's happening right now. It's just it's, I don't know what they're doing right now. There's not a lot of stories that are very interesting. The only one that I'm interested in, or two that I'm interested in, is of course the Christian Cage and Jungle Boy stuff. I'm interested in that. And then the next thing that we're gonna, the last thing that we're actually going to talk about with AW, which is the acclaimed. Um, the acclaimed had themselves a rap battle against uh, Austin Gunn, and um, you know it went as good as you think it was going to go. Uh, it was it was entertaining. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was so tired watching it just because of some shit that I was doing. Um, it was decent. What ended up happening at the end of it, though? Like, did did, did it? I know the acclaimed won, and now they're gonna pick the stipulation for their match or what yeah so the acclaimed one um and yeah it's gonna be some kind of stipulation whatever it is but then um the judge that was in the middle he was like you know the acclaimed one you know y'all lost this and that and then he's like i'm the judge i'm the judge he kept repeating that some some shit like that and then billy gun fucking I, I cracked up at i don't know why he just like randomly fucking socked him in the face <laughs> Billy Gunn <laughs> to the judge. Um, and then they fucking attacked the acclaim with uh, a trash can or something like that. Um, yeah. So maybe they'll gimmick that into the match or I don't know what. But uh, I personally enjoyed this fucking segment. I loved the John Cena line. Thought that was funny. The fucking, if you're a football fan, the Zach Wilson line was fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great, man. And at first, I was like, damn, fucking, is it Aust- uh, Austin Gun or Colton Gun or the one that was Austin. rapping? Austin was rapping. 
I felt like he was killing him. Like he was, you know, his fucking lines were straightforward, uh, more straightforward at first. But then, like at the end, uh, he uh, Max Caster just kept fucking flowing. Like I love that. But um, it, you know, I was like, man, is fucking Max Caster gonna look worse than you know one of the fucking ass boys? But no, dude, I thought it was fucking great. That was my opinion on that, but. Yeah, man, it was entertaining, um, which is what it was meant to be. So I'm more looking forward to see what match they do um, going forward. So, again, we'll have to wait another week for that, but that's what keeps us going back. So those are the things that you look forward to. Um, hoping everything else, you know, comes together. Uh, but, yeah, man, that was AEW in a nutshell. That was a really quick AEW um, review. Um not too bad. It, it just, I feel like if you sat down and weren't worried about any stories and watched the wrestling, yeah, this week still sucked. <laughs> Last week was way better. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it is what it is, though. Uh, but go ahead and kick us off with some WWE. Yeah, man. So over here at some greener pastures, um, we have the Slightly. WWE. Yeah, so we have SummerSlam coming up next week, next Saturday, <clears throat> um, and of course we have a eight match card, uh, ready to go. Um, I'm not sure if they're gonna add another match. To be honest with you, but they got another um, week. You never got another week. Day. They sometimes add stuff, like, on the fly, like, last minute. I mean, he could, you know, they could. Like, Tony Khan had, like, four matches with a couple of days <laughs> left before the show. Um, oh, God, that was horrible. But uh, I don't really think they are. Maybe a kickoff, sh- you know, show match or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, then again, I'm not sure. Because, like, if the kickoff's only an hour and not two hours compared to Mania, I feel like they need that full hour to hype up all these matches uh, because it's a big show. It's the second biggest show. Uh, maybe you could argue the Rumble, but SummerSlam is the second biggest show of the year for them. So um, yeah. I won't be surprised whether if they do or they don't add a match because I probably will not watch it anyways. But uh, to kick it off, I'm just going to go from bottom to top here from what I'm looking at. I'm not sure oh. if this is going to... Uh, yes, Before sir. Before we actually talk about SummerSlam, um, let's address that elephant in the room, bro. We have to address that uh, for sure. Um, so this week we got some breaking news. Uh, of course, we've been hearing about uh, allegations to Vince McMahon, the chairman of the board. Uh, but it was announced uh, Friday uh, in the during the day that he would be retiring uh, as the chairman, CEO of the company, uh, and that Stephanie McMahon and... Uh, is it Nick Khan uh, is are going to be the you know co CEOs or whatever um, mm. of the company? So what did you think of that when you saw that? Well, um, first I saw a picture of a tweet from Vince McMahon, you know, mm-hmm. a verified Vince McMahon uh, account, and I honestly thought it was a joke. I was like, ah, these are lies, and I was like, that's not really Vince McMahon. But then I kept seeing it everywhere else, and then I started seeing reports and everything, and I was like, what the fuck's happening? Like, I never thought that I was going to see the day that Vince McMahon retired. I thought he was just going to die. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. Like, we, 
we weren't going to get a retirement announcement. We were going to see Vince McMahon dead in WWE. And then he was going to make it an angle. Like, <laughs> just, I didn't see it happening. Um, but it's insane, man. And, and Stephanie and Nick Khan being co-CEOs, crazy. What's even crazier right now, though, is the fact that Triple H was just recently um, announced as EVP of uh, Talent Relations. So now you have Triple H in power in terms of, you know, recruiting uh, people. That's That was John Laurinaitis' title right before he was also kind of pushed to the side after these allegations. Dude, that's, um, I actually did not know that part. I knew he was back uh, for something, but uh, I guess I had forgotten what it exactly it was. But that's pretty big because um, guys like Triple H, guys that have gone to AEW, they like Triple H. So at some point, if it's not working out for them over there, <clears throat> Adam Cole, um, you know, they could come back. Uh, and you know, maybe have a better run or something like that. But do MJF. you think that'll be a thing? Oh, MJF! Hell yeah, dude! Don't let's not let's not forget that when Triple H was running NXT, um, he was picking out top talent from the Indies. He was he brought Finn Balor in. He brought um, what was his name? Oh, I forgot his name already. Uh, Kenta. He brought Kenta in. Oh yeah. Um, like that was still a big signing. Uh, for the time he brought Samoa Joe, he brought Shinsuke, uh, he brought a lot of people in. Man. Gotta like, say he let Liger wrestle on a takeover. He like let he... Liger wrestle. He got Bobby Roode, even though they've done nothing with him. That's not his fault. Um, but he brought in Bobby Roode. I mean, Bobby Roode. What a. Uh, I don't want to get into that, but what a fucking heel. Um. Yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, what sure. ends up happening. But uh, so, head of creative is that still gonna be Bruce Pritchard or, or who is on that? I'm not sure at this point, but but yeah, maybe. But that's what I was talking about earlier. How like WWE has kind of been um, weird lately, but also because of Vince McMahon being head of creative, but then also going through these allegations. Uh, fuck, dude, like. Now we're not going to have Vince McMahon as uh, as creative, dude. Like, who's he going to run through? Like, who's going to have the final say? Like, Bruce well, Pritchard, yeah, he comes, he's going to come up with some stuff, but who's going to have the final say? Well, this is what they should do, and I know they won't because Bruce Pritchard is um, in there for life or he's fucking blackmailing the McMahons or something. What? Uh, well... I'm just saying, man, he's been in, you know, these kind of positions for a long time. He's been around them a lot and his ideas, he likes everything that Vince likes, apparently. So, you know, his creative is pretty trash, if you ask me. But I do want to note that MJF, I believe, is like a Bruce Pritchard guy, but because um, he was like there in MLW when MJF was there or something like that, I've read. but. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to note that because we haven't seen MJF in a while, but um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's it's crazy, but I don't really see anything that's gonna change too much. Uh, maybe in a year or so, we'll start to see some kind of change. Apparently, they're going back to TV fourteen, or they're making a transition, something like that. Um, have we talked about that the TV fourteen thing? 
we haven't really talked about that, but I mean, they still haven't done it just yet, but um, it could lead to some more interesting things, a little bit more edgier uh, storylines. And I mean, just don't forget. Oh, well, I mean, Vince McMahon's not there no more. So it's like, who's going to capitalize on this? Because I was about to say, don't forget that Vince McMahon took what, what Eric Bischoff was doing and made it even better. What's not to say that he wouldn't do the same thing with Tony Khan, which I don't see why he would do anything about that Tony Khan's doing right now. Um, they're just too big. What? Yeah, they are. They're a powerhouse, man. And it's just because they've been doing it for so long, they got a you know thirty plus whatever fucking year um, you know lead on or a head start on AEW. But why don't they mm. make Paul Heyman? The head of creative, like mm. once he's done with this thing with Roman, which I would assume is gonna end within a year or so because he's gonna eventually drop the belt and maybe take some time off or really not be in that role or whatever they're gonna do with him. But uh, Paul Heyman, man, creative, why not? It's not the worst thing you've ever said. Um, I think they, they might, um, I know Stephanie likes working with him. I think she likes working with him. Um, but who knows, man, who knows? Uh, Stephanie could say she wants to do it. Um, at this point, oh shit, dude, it's just, we're in uncharted territory and it's kind of interesting. It kind of makes you want to see what the next, cause yeah, SmackDown, they, apparently they had to rewrite it because apparently Brock Lesnar walked out, but, but I guess he didn't. Guess it was a lie, maybe, because um, there was reports um, ahead of SmackDown saying that uh, Brock Lesnar was pissed off that about Vince McMahon's retirement um, announcement that he walked out of the uh, walked out of SmackDown. Right? Really, that's at least what was reported beforehand. So again, it's not he what walked- happened. Okay. Um. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, it's important to know as we're going to get into the SummerSlam card that this will be the first pay per view uh, without Vince McMahon, apparently. Uh, which who knows? He might make an appearance. Um, you know, during the show since it is a big show. Um, you think so? Well, I mean, he's retired. Doesn't mean he can. He's not supposed to be on TV. I mean, he could just like a send off. Uh, I think I ha- I had heard that he like doesn't want to be in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't like to um, be honored like that or something like that. But um, I don't know. So this could be like just a thank you, Vince, kind of moment. Which you know, if you got a mm-hmm. thing for his ego, he might do it. But I don't know. But let's get into this pay per view. Damn it, um, we're gonna yeah. kick it off here. Uh, which I think they should kick it off with this match. Um, I think it's going to be a banger. We got Seth Rollins versus Riddle, uh, which Riddle has been going through this thing where he's been fighting with so much heart uh, without Randy Orton. Um, Yeah, and then I guess because Cody, you know, his plans went up in smoke uh, for the moment. I guess Seth Rollins maybe got a little lost as far as where he'd go next or do until Cody comes back. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, he's in a match here with Riddle, which uh, I'm sure maybe they weren't expecting to have Randy out for this long as well. Just, uh, yeah. brought up Cody. But this should be a great match, man. What do you oh. think about this match happening? Um, um, who do you think he's going to win? Been keeping up for a little bit uh, <laughs> with this stuff, man. 
Bro, it's so hard to watch. Um, but yeah, dude, this this looks like it could be a really great match. Um, I'm excited to see this one. And uh honestly, I think at this point, Riddle can keep losing and still be over. I think Seth Rollins should win this one. Cause I don't feel like he's had a major win in a while. I think Riddle's going to win this match just because they're continuing to push Riddle, and it's unfortunate that Seth Rollins is going to have to do another job for somebody else because it seems like that's... But at least if he is going to do the job, it's someone deserving. Yeah, but sometimes like there's they're they're kind of doing the same thing with AJ recently, where you know he just kind of doing jobs. Um, he's getting wins still here and there, but so is Seth. But the big matches at the pay per views, um, they're usually the ones doing the job. It seems. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I mean Seth Rollins gives them one of the best matches of their career. I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, but um, I think Seth Rollins losing here does nothing really to harm him. Um, because I feel like at some point they could build him back up again if he ever goes babyface again anytime soon. Um, but I think Riddle, I fully expect Riddle to win this match. All righty, uh, cool. We got, we, we're already um, against each other on this. Uh, well, I guess, like I said, they're both good, man. Um, they should put on a great match, but I just don't see Riddle losing here uh, unless it's by some weird finish. But uh, we'll see. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. be it'll be fun to come back to it uh, at well, some point. But moving on, we have Pat McAfee, uh, the one and only, the national treasure, Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Uh, or bum ass Corbin, if you've been following uh, this storyline. <laughs> but uh, uh, this match, man, I think should be uh, pretty solid. Uh, Pat McAfee can go. It actually spelled his name here, Pac McAfee. <laughs> they did. Um, um, and Happy Corbin, uh, obviously, I think he's good at getting heat for himself. Mm. Um, not the best wrestler in the world, but. Uh, he can I take care of McAfee in there. Uh, should be good. What do you think about this match? Um, it should be a fun match. I don't know who is going to win. Um, it's a toss-up because Happy Corbin, I mean, he takes L's left and right. Uh, but Pat McAfee, he can take an L if he need if he if they want him to. But he's also been winning some. I mean, he beat didn't he beat Austin Theory? Uh, yes, he did, uh, which he did. Um, I don't know if that was the best thing in the world for Austin Theory, but... Um, I mean, it's hard for me to remember, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but I mean, imagine, like, thinking back at Austin Theory's first WrestleMania. You know what I mean? It wasn't his first WrestleMania. Was it not? No, his first WrestleMania was uh, was in the bubble. Um, and, I mean, no one's going to really remember that Anyways, other they're more gonna remember Austin Theory's cell uh, for the for the stunner. True, true. That's um that's a good way to look at it. Like I said, it wasn't um, terrible, but um, but yeah. But we have this match. Um, I think McAfee will go over again mm-hmm. um, because it'd be kind of dumb if Corbin won, but. Uh, that'll be the the fun match, I guess, of the night. Uh, but 
Another match. Um, this match I'm actually really looking forward to just because I want to see Logan Paul uh, and how he's going to work in a singles match versus The Miz. Uh, so, of course, this started back at Mania. Miz turned on him after the match, even though mm-hmm. they won, which is weird. Um, and as we saw in that match, I thought he could uh, fucking go. He has a size. He has a look. Uh, he just gets it, man. You can say what you want about Logan Paul outside of the ring and his antics, things like that. But uh, when it comes to wrestling, which is what we talk about here, he can <laughs> fucking go, you know, for, you know, for someone that hasn't done it all their life or wanted to do it all their life, apparently. But uh, what do you think of this match and Logan Paul against the Miz one on one? It's going to be interesting because um, I guess. Logan Paul's working as the babyface, but no one likes him, so it's really hard to make him a face. Even if it's against the Miz, no one likes him. Um, which is good for him if he was a heel. So I still think it's going to be a really interesting match, a really entertaining match. Because, yeah, like you said, Logan Paul, when we saw him at Man- uh, was it Mania? Yeah, yeah, WrestleMania. Dude, he, he can go. He, was, he looked good. You know, there's a little bit of stuff that looked a little awkward, but it wasn't anything too bad. It was, man. And then he was feeding off the crowd and he was doing heelish stuff to the crowd. That's the only thing I don't know. Like, what's he going to do as a babyface now, you know? Is he going to be like, oh, yeah, cheer for me and everyone's going to boo him, you know? So that's the only odd thing I, about it. I was worried about the reaction because uh, when he came out for Miss TV on Raw, uh, which is actually what they closed the show off with, um, the crowd i felt wasn't um you know on his side fully but i have confidence that the miz the ultimate heat machine is going to get these fans um you know to fucking hate him and just want to see somebody kick his ass so um i'm not too worried about it because you know SummerSlam is gonna probably be a hot crowd so um I'm guessing that Logan Paul will have some support in this match, but I'm just interested to see like how he's going to work because you're right. He Mm -hmm. could be a great heel. Um, So that's why I didn't understand um, this move because I foresaw it not being a good move, like him being a baby face. Yeah. Uh, It's like when they tried to do that with him when he was with Kevin Owens. Right. And then at the very end, they ended up, Kevin Owens ended up stunning him. So that the crowd could cheer because they were booing. Yeah, so maybe they'll just get Kevin Owens to come out again or something if this feels <laughs> bad. But another stunner. <laughs> That's all they need. Yeah, I mean, then then that could set up for a uh, fucking you know Kevin Owens going in there like a babyface versus Logan Paul, like that would make sense. But yeah. um, we'll see what happens there. Um, coming up on this card, we have a United States title rematch. Uh, theory that the now the challenger uh, going up against Bobby Lashley. I hope they add um, just because I'm looking at the card um, and they haven't added it yet. But I hope that this week they add a um, Gunther to this. And do what Shinsuke? I, yeah, they've been they've been um, feuding recently, right? Yeah, they've been doing that. Um, we'll see. Uh, I could see them adding that match unless they've already announced it for SmackDown, which I'm not sure. I haven't. Um, um, I haven't heard anything yet, so we'll see. Um, but but yeah, like well, uh, let's get back to the match though. 
Yeah, so we have Bobby Lashley, like I said, he's going to be defending this match, uh, the title, I'm sorry, which he just won from Theory uh, at Money in the Bank, which was pretty shocking to me. Um, but we'll get to this other element of Theory uh, once we get to the main event, which is the briefcase that he has. Um, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Theory won the title back here. Yeah, uh, I mean, he could... He could possibly be double champ by the end of the night. Um, it's I mean, it wouldn't be the first thing. time. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's done it with the undisputed, like with both belts and then like the secondary. Like I know Rollins was United States champ and WWE champion, but hey man, I that, feel like that that WWE championship was undisputed at that time. Okay, I mean, that's, sure. That's not- Let's not forget that at that previous mania, Daniel Bryan was the world heavyweight and WWE champion. So it was a unified title. Is it still a unified title with the unified universal title now? Uh, not yet, because they haven't made it a one, one title. So it's not really unified. You know what I mean? Well, I honestly already forgot about the Undisputed, because you're right. They did merge the titles at the time. But now, I don't really see it like that anymore. I feel like... The world heavyweight title was just retired, it feels like. But um that is another subject in itself. But as far as the match, I think um Theory could win it back or Lashley. Uh but are they really gonna have him beat Theory uh again? But then if Theory becomes champion, then maybe they could do Bobby and him again since he had like a kind of a right to face him if he beat um, him twice. It's not unheard of where someone loses the match and then still goes off to, to win the title at the end. I mean, again, let's go back to Seth Rollins. That's exactly what he did at Mania that year. He lost to Randy Orton during the pay-per-view and then later on cashed in and won the title. I, I mean, look at Chris Jericho. Win. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, he uh, got his ass beat by Shawn Michaels in an unsanctioned match in 2008. No mercy. No, not no mercy. Unforgiven, and then uh, he went on later that night to enter the scramble match, replacing CM Punk, and he became the world heavyweight champion. Oh, that's not really the same situation, but I I just thought it was kind of the same. It's kind of, but that's it, that's more unlikely what Chris Jericho went through. But um, <laughs> we didn't choose for the last two because I want to I want to go back real quick. Who do you think is going to win, Pat McAfee or Happy Corbin? Uh, I said Pat, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Pat with you on that one. The Miz and Logan Paul. Uh Logan Paul. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Damn it. I think Bobby Lashley's gonna win this match. I think he's gonna he's gonna beat Theory and keep the United States title. Um I wanna say Theory man, but I think the safer bet is Bobby, to be honest. Cause like what we just talked about. Um he yeah. can still go on and do something, but Moving on uh, to some of these women matches, we have Liv Morgan, the champion, defending against Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown women's title. Um, should be an interesting match. I'm going to be really mad if Ronda Rousey wins it back. Um, I wonder how they'll do the finish here if Liv does go over. Um, even though Liv is the champion now, and I like Liv, but she just doesn't feel still like she could really beat Ronda Rousey. 
even though I haven't been a big fan of Ronda since her return. But what do you think of this match? This is what I've been saying about Liv Morgan. It's like, who is she? She's just a girl who wrestles. And like, there's nothing about her that makes her stand out more than the other. Honestly, when I can still consider her like a copy of uh, Alexa Bliss. There's not much different between the two except Alexa Bliss used to have a fucking gimmick. Now I don't even know what Alexa Bliss is because they fucked her up. Um, but I honestly think because right now Ronda Rousey's still a face, right? Uh, yeah, she's still a face, but okay. she's Ronda yeah. Rousey is gonna win the 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 title back because this was just a this was just um a Zack Ryder type of title win for her. Zack Ryder at, at Mania when he won the IC title. It's exactly wow. the same thing. Wow. So they're going to have Liv Morgan lose and Ronda Rousey is going to win, but she's going to turn heel with the win. And people will boo the shit out of her because everyone loves Liv Morgan. How dare you bring up that Zack Ryder uh, shit. But uh, hey man, this that's actually a good idea. Like, um, if Ronda fucks her up and becomes a champion, and then you have like a more sympathy for Liv Morgan, which you know she could finally make that climb back to the title. Um, dude, you know what? That could be really good. Like, if maybe fucking Ronda makes her tap in like five minutes, and then everyone's booing like, wow, like. This is some bullshit. Like it's always Ronda, you know. Like kind of like yeah. they say, it's always Lesnar, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that could be good. Um, the other thing I was thinking, but they've already kind of done this with Bailey, is have her, you know how you know how Bailey cashed in on Charlotte, then she lost it like the next month right after, but then yeah. she changed her hair and beat Charlotte on SmackDown like that week. Um. What's up, bitches? You know, Liv gets like, oh, dude. Uh, And then Liv could do something like that, you know, finally get rid of this guy, good girl act, and just fucking do what she needs to do to fucking win. Um, But like I said, they've already kind of done that with Bailey. Uh, But people forget. With Bailey doing that, I mean, Bailey's gimmick beforehand, although. It wasn't that hot in the main roster. It at least got her somewhere. I don't know. Like I don't think Liv Morgan's even face has been even as close as successful as Bailey's. But I mean, they could do that. It's not a bad idea. But I'm gonna go around to Rousey on this one. Um, I'm gonna go with Liv just because if they do that with Ronda. I'm a little worried that maybe they won't react or they won't make it seem like, you know, Liv got screwed. I just feel like that's just too good for WWE not to do it. So uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with Liv here, but moving on to another women's match, uh, this time for the Raw Women's title. Becky Lynch challenging Bianca Belair. This will be the third matchup, I but no, like fourth matchup or I'm not sure, but, uh, Third in terms of singles matches. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, so of course this goes back to last year's SummerSlam when 
Becky Lynch made her long-awaited return and beat Bianca in, I don't know, mm-hmm. 12 seconds or whatever it was. And then... Used the rock bottom. Exactly, which was or weird. The manhandle slam, as they because call it. It was just a weird moment because I really liked Becky, but then I was really liking Bianca like, at the time. Torn. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But Becky Lynch, long behold, goes on a great heel run, which she's still on at this moment, I know. Uh, in so my good. opinion. Some great fucking work that she's doing. Um, of course, Bianca's uh, climb back to the title, culminating at WrestleMania, where Bianca became the champion, which was a great match, great story told. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best wrestling matches of both nights, in my opinion. Um, it was great. It was. What do you think is going to happen in this matchup here? And do you think Bianca is going to go over again on Becky Lynch? I think Bianca is going to go over on Becky Lynch um, because it, it's like um, they say that they don't do long-term storytelling in WWE, but this is a long-term storytelling. I mean, this is they're going back to the same night that Bianca lost in 12 seconds against Becky Lynch. So it's insane what's going to happen. Like, I, I think, I think that Bianca's going to win. But yeah, I'm I'm picking Bianca. This this is a story that's been there since last summer, and Becky has really not left Bianca's side since then. Yeah, so. that's that's true. Like she's mentioned her still and uh, all this other side stuff, but um, that's the a triple good... match they had. True. Yeah, and then when she was just going at it with Oscar, you know, somehow Bianca was involved in yeah. that. And then they did some stuff with Carmella. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I love Becky Lynch and her run, uh, but I think Bianca's gonna, gonna win as well on this one. And she, I think to end the story for now, um, I think Bianca should go over. And Bianca's a star and it's like, she's like the, the people that you bring up when people are like, oh, who even from NXT's made it like big Bianca fucking Belair did. Yeah, and I feel like Bianca right now, even though she's become a star and she's great, I think she still needs the title because I feel like Becky could still do some great work without the title. Mm-hmm. I think if Bianca loses the title, it's going to hurt her more. Uh, this doesn't hurt Becky, in my opinion, but um, you know, we could see Bianca possibly getting lost in the mix, similar to like a Rhea Ripley, by losing the title. Um so yeah, I don't want to see that for Bianca right now because she's still red hot um, with that run. So yeah, oh, yeah, going with Bianca on that. So moving on, we have the tag team title match, which in my opinion stole the show at the last pay per view. Oh. It, it may stole the st- steal the show again here. I won't be surprised. But we have the Usos defending the undisputed WWE tag team titles against the Street Profits with. Jeff Jarrett as the special enforcer. What do you think of that? Let's not added? forget that that same weekend, Jeff Jarrett will be wrestling against Ric Flair in Ric Flair's final match, which that card looks fucking amazing. We might actually talk about it next week. But uh, I think the Ring to- of I think the Ring of Honor pay per view has a better card. I mean. There's a lot of good stuff in both. But, I mean, the Ring of Honor has higher stakes. I'll tell you. I'll give you that much. Because there's a lot of great matches that are happening on that side. 
uh, for the Ric Flair final match. Um, let's not forget the Wolves are going to go against uh, the Motor City Machine Guns, which that should be a fucking classic right there. Have we not? Have that? Has that not already happened? Like on Impact? No, it That's hasn't actually. I'm surprised you even know who the Wolves are. Yeah, um, I heard about them. That's how good they are, because they were so good that I actually heard about them. Seen a couple of their matches. They were in that ladder match before uh, with Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy before they um, debuted back at WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't even know. They had um, a. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's some good stuff over there. Anyways, um, back to the summer, SummerSlam. Um, I don't think Jeff Jarrett is going to be anything in this thing. He's literally there for promotion because he is from Nashville. Well, I hope that they don't go over the top and ruin uh, a good finish or something. Just not ruining the match because this didn't need a special enforcer. I get the whole controversy with the last fucking match they had like that ending but yeah um i just didn't think that this was necessary but it's not terrible uh yeah. i guess it'll be kind of exciting to see jeff jared or whatever see what he does or i don't know but um i think the street profits should go over and they will go over in this match what do you think oh that's a tough one man um for me i actually think the usos are gonna keep the title but this wow this could be the night that the bloodline loses all the titles. Let's not forget that. Like we're we're in a night where you know the bloodline has had a great run, an amazing run. Um, Usos have been tag champions for what? Um, like five hundred. Oh, over a year. Like they've been. Yeah, see, or- so. I'm not sure, actually. I'm sorry. It's it's been a while. I know that this run has been a while. Um, but fuck, dude. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Usos. I feel like the Street Profits, uh, although they're amazing, um, I feel like Montez Ford is 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 getting closer to a singles run. But <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I think you could be right, though. I'm not saying that that if the Street Profits were to win, it's not the worst thing in the world. I it could it actually sounds really amazing. But I'm I am just such a fan of the bloodline and the Usos that I'm I just gotta go for the Usos. That's it's not a educated guess. Uh it's not like it's just being a fan. I, I'm a fan of the Usos. I want them to win and still be champs. Well this could be the night that the bloodline does fall, but um I just think for this match Street Profits need this because they've never beaten them, uh, the Usos, um, in a just a regular tag match. So, um, and dude, they're entertaining as fuck. I think uh, one of the best parts of the show. Uh, if the whole fucking show was just rotten, at least maybe when they were talking or whatever, at least you got a kick out of some of that stuff. But um, I don't know. It's kind of random, but I enjoyed. The segment that these teams did with our truth on Raw last time. It wasn't this past Raw, it was like the Raw before, but um they were you know, Archer wanted to be the special enforcer and there was just some funny lines I thought that I got a kick out of. But um like I said, the Street Profits are entertaining as fuck. They can go in the ring, especially Montez Ford. Um that singles run is coming, but uh not before another you know, tag team title run here, which uh, mm-hmm. I 
fully expect them to win, and I fully expect it to be a great match. So yeah, we yeah. got that. Um, right there. Absolutely. And moving on, speaking of the bloodline, we get to our main event, uh, which is supposed to be. Last time it was the biggest match ever. Now it's uh, promoted as last time, last match, last man standing. Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, who will be reaching 701 days as the champion once we get to SummerSlam. I did the math, so that's correct. And he will be uh, defending against Brock Lesnar, who has come back, I guess, because Cody is a no-go for now. Because <laughs> uh, they hit the, the emergency button. Um, absolutely, man. When <laughs> you're not sure, give me Roman and Brock. <laughs> and it'll sell. But this, was, this is literally like this generation's or this era's um, Randy and, and John Cena. Honestly, like, um, not to bash Cena and Randy because that's one of the all time great rivalries, but yeah, a at the time. We're not necessary and trash. Yeah, and at the time, it didn't feel like an Austin Rock, I'm sure, felt where it's like you really wanted to see these guys go at it and then they finally meet and it's fucking great, but. This is just like an ongoing thing, uh, which the matches are not terrible. Roman's fucking great. Brock is fucking great. But it's just I, we've seen it so many times that even a great fucking movie sometimes can be like, oh, I've already seen this, you know. But um, Well, I think what, what helps with the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar uh, matches, for me at least, is that I know when they're going into the match... Uh, I'm about to see two big ass motherfuckers beat the shit out of each other, because uh, man, their first—I still like look back at their first meeting at WrestleMania 31, and you knew that they were beating the shit out of each other because you can see that that Roman—I mean, um, Brock Lesnar—he had some welts on his face from punches from Roman, and Roman had a busted lip. Oh man. Good shit. When they start really hitting the shit out, like beating the shit out of each other, that's when it's like, oh, all hands on deck, let's go. Yeah, and this is actually one of the few um, potential matchups in WWE still that still feels like a heavyweight fight uh, between two heavyweights really going at it. Because other than that, when Brock faces anybody else besides maybe Bobby. Uh, and Roman faces anybody else besides maybe a Bobby or Drew, maybe. Um, it doesn't really feel like a heavyweight fight because you know Roman's going to win and you know Brock is going to win most times. But, um, but it's, it's, yeah. Saying that, even though you said that, I'm going to have to interject on that. Even though, yeah, you, you think they're going to win, they're bigger, it doesn't feel like a heavyweight match. These guys can sell like motherfuckers that it makes it seem like they they could actually lose this match. The matches with Kevin Owens that he had, even the ma- some of the matches with Jay that Roman had, um his match with Brian Danielson, um it gets you just close enough where you think he's going to lose and Brock Lesnar does the same thing where he, the matches that he has Brian Brian Danielson, uh AJ Styles, all these other people, there's certain points where it's like okay, oh my god, he might lose. Brock Lesnar a little less than Roman, but they they put on great matches. Well, yeah, in the match, they make you those guys make you feel like, hey, something could happen here because mm-hmm. they're that great of a fucking worker, but 
on paper, you just know. And if you are not convinced, you know deep down that <laughs> one of these guys is going to win. Uh, but like I said, you know, they are great workers, great sellers. So in the match, they pull you in and they make you fucking feel. Uh, which apparently, according to MJF, is something that nobody does anymore. Make you feel. Um, <laughs> but these two guys do make me feel a lot of things. But uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty much SummerSlam for you, uh, which will be happening next Saturday. Whoa, whoa, and... whoa. Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm sorry. I was getting ahead of myself. Um, I think Roman's going to win. Okay. And this is, uh, I don't know if this is pretty far-fetched to you, but I'm thinking that Austin Theory will cash in, but they will add a twist, such as Paul Heyman joining Austin Theory and saying, fuck both of y'all, I'm with Austin Theory now, the future of this business. And that could be fucking entertaining, I think. Uh, I don't know if you've thought of that. I haven't, and even hearing it now, I don't like it. Uh-huh. Why? Well, Austin Theory is not an imposing force like a Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar that Paul Heyman would be like, I'm going to get behind this guy and hide behind him against Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. Theory is not completely, but he's a chicken shit heel. But he's not a complete chicken shit heel. Um, but after he beats Bobby, though, he'll look like he can fucking beat a guy like that. No. I'm going to say no on that. I don't. I can't agree with Paul Heyman joining him. Um, I think Theory will, will cash in. Um, honestly, I feel like they've been building up the, the cash in uh, so much that I don't think he'll cash in. Like, I think he'll attempt to cash in. But something else is going to happen. Someone will, someone will stop the cash in. And then like Paul Ziggler? Could be Dolph Ziggler could be the one to stop the cash in. What's they up have... with that? Like, um, they bring him back and he hasn't said anything, he just like super kicked theory like twice already. But, um, uh, what's up with that? Uh, have you heard you... anything? I haven't heard anything, um, other than Dolph Ziggler's there to make Austin Theory look good. Um, as always, Dolph Ziggler's as, a fucking as, the greatest, as his job is entailed. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but um, there's still another week of wrestling. We might find more stuff out. So, um, but yeah, um, we'll see what happens. Could be a twist, uh, or it could just be all hype for the pay per view, uh, to sell pay per views. But they don't really do that anymore. Um, since they have the network, so they don't really give a shit what they give the fans. I think sometimes, but. Don't take my word for it. Uh, what do I know? Uh, we have uh, pretty much a new segment, though, that we want to get to to close off the show, as we have been doing every week now. It feels like for a couple weeks, we've been thinking of new concepts, uh, innovating things just to make things a little more interesting or whatever, or debate. But uh, this week, it was actually my turn to choose. Um, Nico... Uh, chose last week for the Mount Rushmore. If you haven't already listened to that, please go back and watch that. And we did one before that, I believe, too. So, uh, But this week, I chose 
a concept where it's basically a King of the Ring tournament. It's an eight-man single elimination uh, King of the Ring tournament. But the catch is only the best technical wrestlers, in your opinion, or maybe your favorite technical wrestlers of all time, can be uh, in this tournament. Uh, what matchups would you like to see? Who goes over who? Who meets in the finals? And who ends up taking the trophy? Now, of course, this doesn't really mean that you're the best of all time because, you know, matchups could be different. But uh, more or less, it gives you an idea of who is, you know, your favorite or whatever. But um, what did you think about this segment, Nico? How did you uh, come up with uh, your bracket or how did you kind of go into the decision making for this uh, segment here? I will not lie. The bracket, I was more concerned about who I was picking than the bracket. So I the see. bracket is random as fuck. But there are some good matches in here. And the ending is actually a really good dream match. So uh, there, there might have been some things that could have moved around a little bit. Um, but I like where I'm at. Um, so... Uh, before we actually go ahead and and tell you our bracket, well, actually, you know what? Let's go down through our brackets. How about I uh, you go for your first round, and then I'll go my my first round. That's exactly what I was thinking as well, Nico. You read my mind. Um, so yes, uh, for my first round, I had of course four matchups. If you do the math, uh, and I. I actually put some thought into, you know, as far as that sounded kind of like a backhand comment, but it, I, I, I promise you it was not. I did, um, I did it in this episode too, so you're good. Okay, so um, I put some thought into like the matchups and how the fuck we would, you know, get to the finals. But uh, for the first match of the night, I would kick it off with a match that we know is going to be a classic. And we know uh, what we're going to get. Uh, and two guys are actually familiar with each other. And that would be Brett the Hitman Hart and Owen Hart. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay, okay. To kick off the night. So I had to put Owen Hart in there. had to show him some love. Uh, we brought him up a bit in last week's episode of Mount Rushmore. But Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, of course, like I said, this would be a classic match. If you've seen their matches before, mm-hmm. you already know. Uh, but in the end, I would have Bret Hart uh, tapping out Owen tap Hart. Out. Oh, yeah, man. he would tap out. He oh, would okay. tap the fuck out. Uh, he would tap out. He would. Okay, so Bret Hart's winning. Yes, but okay. also it's important to note, I'm not saying that all these matches are submission matches, but the finishes, they're kind of targeted for a submission kind of finish, right? But right. I'm not announcing it to the world and exposing what we're going to be doing because that's a lot what the, what they do here these days. But the next match hey. that will... Uh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Your first round. Sorry. Uh, the first round uh, continues here with the nature boy, Ric Flair, um, going up against Dean Malenko. Um mm. A you know another guy we've brought up before, 
uh, one of the most underrated, still to this day, I feel, technical wrestlers uh, of all time. Um, I had to put him in here. And, of course, the Nature Boy, you know, he's a great talker, great worker. But as far as technical-wise, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, Yeah, Ric Flair. I would have him in there with the figure four. Okay, Ric Flair is an interesting pick. Not yeah, that he yeah. won, because that's a that's a given. He was gonna win that match. Like if we're talking about realistic, likewise, uh, Ric Flair wins that match hands down every single time. But just putting Ric Flair in the most technical, like best technical. I guess it's your it's your opinion, right? It's your opinion. I mean, I think he is. Uh, I've always considered him like that, um, and that's what I'm rolling with. And of course, Ric Flair. Uh, he'd put on, he'd he'd sell great for Dean Malenko, make him look fucking great. Um, you know, maybe Malenko puts him like in a Boston Crab or whatever. Ric Flair's fucking screaming his lungs out. Uh, but at the end, he catches him for a figure four, and Dean Malenko, after putting up a great fight, finally has to tap out. Um, and Ric Flair moves on. So we get to the other side of my bracket, and we have. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time, period. Kurt Angle, one of the greatest to ever do it. I have him in my tournament here. Yeah. And he's going to be going up against someone he's actually familiar with in the ring. Uh, Some of you may or may not know the rivalry before, but I've seen it on the network. Uh, Chris Benoit. Chris Uh, Benoit? Chris Benoit. Now, of course, we all know uh, the story of Chris Benoit, but. We're just going to talk about uh, the wrestling side of Chris Benoit, um, which one of the greatest to ever do it in the ring, uh, despite how you may feel about him outside of the ring. But uh, this would be a great match, something that's happened in the past, and they've had great matches. Uh, but I would have Kurt Angle catching Chris Benoit in an ankle lock. But after you know, getting out of like a fucking crippler crossface or whatever. Um, but Kurt Angle would win this match. Um, and Chris Benoit would tap, which is something you didn't really see too much. Uh, if he ever did really, but, uh, Chris Benoit would tap out to Kurt Angle in my opinion. Um, Hmm. yeah, that's what I'm going with. It's not a bad pick, honestly. So like, it's the good winner for that. Those those two picks are great too. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you. And go wrong. Thank you, sir. Um, and then, of course, for the main event of the first round, I uh, gotta end it with something that um, I don't believe we've seen at any point. Um, if not, I am completely oblivious to that. But I would have Daniel Bryan, aka Bryan Danielson, probably the greatest or the best technical wrestler right now uh, in the world. Uh, going up against his former teacher or mentor, William Regal, mm. um, in a matchup. I don't believe it's happened um, in Daniel Bryan's you know earlier career. But uh, yes, I would have this match. And of course, Daniel Bryan would go over, uh, but not before William Regal put up a great fight. But it's just, you know, younger, faster. Um, just Brian Danielson, man. All right, all right, all right. Not, so, not a bad round. Um, we what did have, you think of that? 
they're good. The 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 only one, like I said, Ric Flair. That's the only thing I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You can put him in there for technical wrestling. Um, I say he's more of a showman. Um, so we before have similar you, picks. Well, before you get to your uh, first round pick, I just want to recap that Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Kurt Angle, and Daniel Bryan will be moving on in my second round to come. But what did you have over on your side of the first round? So we only have two people that are that are different. So you'll hear them when they come about. Okay. Um, so in this first match of the first round, uh, you, you can put it in any part of the card you want to. Uh, it's a match we've seen. It's a classic for the IC title. This one isn't for the IC title, but we're gonna. I'm gonna have Bret Hart going against Mr. Perfect. Okay. I know that you know. We all know it's gonna be a classic of a match. I did not put so much thought into who and how they're gonna win. Uh, well, really, how they're gonna win. But for this one, for sure, my boy Bret Hart's gonna come out on top. Could be with the sharpshooter, or it could be with the sharpshooter. You choose the finisher he finishes with. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's going with the sharpshooter. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, um, that's a it's a good pick. I put some thought into that one, but I didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, um, he. I had six people that I was like, these are for sure, and then um, Mr. Perfect. Actually, I had seven people for sure, and then the seventh one, I kind of forgot, and I put Mr. Perfect in instead. And then I was like, oh shit, I forgot him, which was Dean Malenko. And I was like, oh well. Like you can you can swap them both. And honestly, yeah. if you can pick one, Mr. Perfect would be your better guy to put out there because he actually had personality. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, 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 what? What? I, I mean need, I don't need the original Roderick Strong, you know. <laughs> Dude, you're not wrong, actually. I just <laughs> Didn't think you throw that shot at Dean Malenko here when we're trying to remember his greatness in the ring. But hey, go ahead. Let's also remember he couldn't talk. Anyways, um, second match of this tournament of power. Um, it could be a great match. It could be an awesome match. It could be a good match. But for my second pick, uh, my second one, uh, second match, it's Chris Benoit. Going against William Regal. Oh, um, now this this one can go either way, either way. But Mr. William Regal is gonna have to bow down to the crossface, tap out real quick. Oh, tap, 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 tap. Chris Benoit is going down to the next round. You you better believe he's gonna win this one. Um, Was he that for match, sure on your list? Like Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit and William Regal were for sure on my list. Okay. They're, those two were like, I'm picking these motherfuckers on my list. Can't go without them. Um, but the second round's looking really good. Second round's looking real good. Now, third match on this tournament of technicality. This is a dream match right here, buddy. Dream match in the first round? Wouldn't even believe it. We got Kurt Angle, who was a shoo for this list, for damn sure. Going against Owen Hart. Now, Ooh. you can't say that this match would not be a fucking classic, a fucking barn burner. Everything in the world, everyone would be glued to their TV set, back and forth, false finish after false finish. 
for the one man to come out on top with that shining chrome dome, Mr. Kurt Angle is going to be the one to win. He's got to be the one to win. He's going to move on. Owen Hart, I love you, but you're out on the first round. Sorry, buddy. Get the fuck back there. And then for the Damn. last match, for the last match, um, this one you can also consider a dream match. Um, this one's actually um, half of the people in here are someone I had to just find. Um, but it's not a bad pick, I don't think. Um, Brian Danielson. Going up against a man who inspired generations of wrestlers, including Brian Danielson, in a way. Dynamite Kid. Oh. So Dynamite Kid is the man who inspired Chris Benoit to wrestle in the style that Chris Benoit wrestled in. And I mean, if you watch Brian Danielson wrestle, it's he has some similarities with Chris Benoit. So this would also be another dream match. Crazy match going back and forth, back and forth, but I'm going to have to go with Brian Danielson with this one. You know, Dynamite. I've never actually seen much of Dynamite Kid. What's crazy is that in the time frame that he was wrestling, um, like he would do stuff like off the ropes and whatever the hell. Like he did a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, very technical wrestler. But like at the time when he was wrestling, the ropes were so loose. So it was just kind of crazy. Like you can only imagine how much smoother and better his moves would have looked um, with tighter ropes, and then probably probably looked better in New Japan. I've seen some of his matches in WWE, um, some of his matches with the British Bulldogs, um, but I really need to look back um, to his matches in Japan because I know he was. I think he went by no, that was Benoit. I know he had some matches in Japan. I need to definitely look at them though. But yeah, that's my first round, buddy. Nice. That's a pretty solid uh, first round. Oh, and just to recap mine as well. So we got Bret Hart, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, and Brian Danielson going to the to the second round. Damn, we basically have the same second round except for I have Ric Flair. And I have Chris Benoit. And you have Chris Benoit. Um, so pretty, pretty great. Um, comparison there but uh we will get to my second round here um and i have at the top bracket top of the bracket i have bret hart versus rick flair uh which would be a great match two great showmen but in my opinion two great technical wrestlers as well uh, just two great workers overall uh but i would have bret hart uh tapping out uh, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, uh, getting the huge win over the Nature Boy and moving on to the finals. Um, Damn, that's actually like technically kind of like a dream match. I don't think we've ever actually seen that match happen. I as I was it saying it, as I was saying it, I was trying to like think if uh, maybe I had seen that somewhere, but um, I don't think so, man. Unless he worked with uh, Brett when he came over in. Uh, in 91 or whatever year it was, 93. Oh, maybe. But I also think that the only, the one of the, I know that there's some type of animosity between them because um, they're trying to play it off um, at NXT, the very first NXT um, pay-per-view, um, pay-per-view uh, with quotation marks, so the one really pay-per-view. 
uh, because they had Charlotte versus uh, Natalia, and Ric Flair was in Charlotte's corner, and Bret Hart was in Natalia's corner. Actually, um, I've seen it. I'm seeing it here. They actually had a match October 12th, uh, 1992. This is like not on Raw. I think it's like uh, just on regular superstars or whatever it was at the time. Oh, okay. um, and then they had one at Sold Out WCW 1998. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but. I'm watching that WCW. I'll probably watch the. Um, the WWE one, but um, I don't know. That's interesting to see. But I'm talking about just them at their best. Whatever yeah. fucking you know year it was that you thought Brett was the best or uh, Ric Flair was at his best. Um, this is what we would see, and I'm I'm just gonna go with Brett just because uh, I love Brett. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna go to the finals. Um. And then on the other side, we have Kurt Angle versus Brian Danielson. Uh, Ooh, we got the same match in the same part. I don't believe we've seen this match. Have no, we? We've not, we've not seen this match. It never got to happen. I think the closest we got to them facing off was when, when they were both general managers. Um, and Daniel Bryan was with Shane on SmackDown. And Kurt Angle was, was was with Stephanie on Raw. That was the closest we ever got to them actually facing each other. Uh, you know, this was for brand supremacy. Uh, but yeah, uh, in the ring though, at their best, uh, we've never seen it. And in my opinion, Brian Danielson would win. Uh, that's right. And I'm not sure if he would make him tap. But he'd hit him with a running knee or something, and he'd pin Kurt Angle. That's right. Okay, so to, so to recap, your finals, your finals match is Bret Hart versus Brian Danielson. That's right. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. Okay, so let's go with mine. So first match <laughs> of second round, it's going to be Bret Hart versus Chris Benoit. Now... The mat wrestling in this one would go crazy. It'd go back and forth, back and forth, of course. These matches would not go anywhere but back and forth. It's like a toxic breakup. It's fucking horrible. Oh, God. Um, but if I'm choosing one person to go to the finals, it's going to be Bret Hart. I'm sorry, Mr. Benoit, but you added this one. Wow. Remember what a great night? run. He had a good run. Made it to the second round. Further than yours. Um, <laughs> all right. And then for the second match of my second round, we got Kurt Angle versus Brian Danielson. A dream match. And I'm not forgetting that Kurt Angle won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. I'm pretty sure he could take out Brian Danielson. So I'm going to go with Kurt Angle on this one, buddy. Wow. I do not agree with Brian Danielson going over. I think Kurt Angle would go over. Kurt Angle is just more aggressive. Uh, he knows more because he's done more in real life. I mean, 
Let's not pretend that Kurt Angle in his prime couldn't whoop everyone's ass up and down the streets from here to Timbuktu, buddy. So, <laughs> my finals, similar to yours, is better, <laughs> is Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. Well, um, that's a great way to put the match how it go with Kurt and Daniel Bryan, but I just don't see that happening, buddy. Because uh, this is a WWE or wherever they'd fucking have this kind of a tournament. But, uh... It was in WWE also, so whatever. I, I understand that, but <laughs> I just I just don't see it. Kurt Angle's a beast. I love Kurt Angle, but Brian Danielson's just different, bro. He's just different. And... Yes, Kurt Angle is obviously the favorite, but when has Daniel Bryan ever been the favorite? Because that's literally um, his, the his thing. The favorite from the fans or the favorite from the company? Uh, both. I mean, he was the favorite from the fans for a good while. I mean, oh, oh, oh. well, I mean, like, I thought you meant like the fans didn't think he'd win because WWE wouldn't let him. No, I wasn't talking about that. <laughs> okay, well, um, I understand, right, Kurt Angle. I'm, I'm all for giving him his flowers, but Daniel Bryan would just find a way to overcome. I mean, ah. if we're talking wrestling, he'd find a way to pull it off. Um, And honestly, when I made this bracket, I knew already that my finals, I knew I wanted Bryan Danielson there. And I knew I wanted Bret Hart there. So it has all culminated to this. One final match. Bret the Hitman Hart. The best there is. The best there was. The best there ever will be. Versus Brian Danielson. The best wrestler on the planet right now. And probably the perfect wrestler. Um, he would actually beat Bret Hart. Oh. In the finals. Wow. Yeah. The passing of the torch almost. Nah, not really. But um Yeah. I wow. said it. Okay, man. You went you went there. You went there. <laughs> it makes sense though. It makes sense. And I'll tell you why. Because on mine, Kurt Angle is the winner of the tournament. Uh we we had very similar endings. Um Kurt Angle's just Another beast. Um, Bret Hart, he's a great technical wrestler. But when it comes down, pound for pound, one of the fastest rising stars that WWE has ever seen. Truly rising stars. Fuck off, Ronda Rousey. Um, I know that Kurt Angle likes Ronda Rousey, but still, fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Kurt Angle has to be the top. Top dog. Wow. Top, top, dog. Dude, that guy lost to Brian Danielson on my card. Mm, to Brian my Danielson, Brian Danielson lost to Kurt Angle on my card. <laughs> well, well, nah, yeah, man. Fuck <laughs> all that. Brian Danielson would win this tournament. I'm sorry. No, he, he wouldn't. I don't even understand what, how Brian Danielson can beat Kurt Angle. How? I understand Kurt Angle was good and all. He was great, actually. But Brian Danielson is just different. I mean, you saw what he was doing in AW. 
before they I fucking saw, put him into this fucking jerk off club. I saw what he and, was doing in AEW. Don't don't forget what Kurt Angle was doing in WWE, and then in TNA, and then in the Indies for a little bit, and even when he came back to WWE, it's not like he. I mean, when he came back to WWE at the very end, yes, he's old. Oh. He looked like a stiff dinosaur, but everything before that, true. Iconic moment after iconic moment after iconic moment. So has Brian Danielson actually the iconic moment, and that's WrestleMania 30. But yeah, name you know the what one. No, what? Iconic, having to give up the titles. That was also iconic. That was okay. Nice I don't okay. think Angle ever had to give up the titles. Okay, but that's a different story. Now, Kurt Angle, name the one feel-good moment he had at WrestleMania in the main event. The main uh, event. He, he didn't have to have a feel-good moment. He gave a feel-good moment to Brock Lesnar, beating him at WrestleMania 19. So Brock Lesnar was better than him, you're saying? No, he let him win that match. Because he was I like, mean, damn, this dude just did a shooting star press, hit me on the hip, but damn near broke his neck. He's got to win this one. He's got to have that feel-good moment. That's how good of a guy Kurt Angle is, buddy. And yeah, well, only, Daniel Bryan saves also, the planet. He didn't also... Uh, have a, he didn't need the feel-good moment at WrestleMania. That's why he gave it to Brock Lesnar. Because he had the feel-good moment for the whole United States of America when he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. So I'll oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Bri- yeah. Brian Danielson Brian Danielson is you gotta admit for a guy that they didn't see could be the guy. Yeah, who sucks trees dicks. He's the planet champion. <laughs> okay, and well, he saves the, and recycles. The, the planet can fuck off, okay? Kurt Angle's United States champion. The United States, not the United States title. You know, I'm talking about the United States as a country. America, oh, motherfucker. Oh, and all jokes aside, this yeah. uh, if this ever happened, which it never will, um, it would definitely be probably the greatest night in wrestling. For a wrestling fan, if you're into just like uh, not hardcore wrestling, as in fucking uh, steel chairs and barbed wire and explosive barbed wire matches and stuff like that, but we're talking about hardcore wrestling just on the mat. You know, just be going crazy? at it, what would be crazy? Like, you know how they did the holog- hologram of Tupac? What if they did a hologram of these wrestlers to wrestle each other? Oh my god. That'd be insane. I can't already... (laughs) I can't even begin to describe how bullshit that would be because it would just (laughs) expose... It'd basically be telling you that this is all fake. What? Okay, when they already do that? That's the point. That's... They've already done, said so much... That oh, everybody already knows that this is Get a work. Get the fuck over <laughs> it, dude. It's basically watch, like watching 2K, buddy. Calm down. <laughs> well, maybe we can see it in a fucking VR video game or something, but I don't want to see that on TV, son. Let's just remember them for the good times, and let's build new stars for the future so that wrestling can still be a thing in 20 years, in th- 30 years. But... I mean, if if wrestling has lasted this long, I don't think it's going anywhere, buddy. Uh, I would hope not. Um, <laughs> but 
Oh, and all that's basically going to do it for that segment. Uh, I have Brian Danielson winning mine. Uh, mm, he has choice. he has Kurt Angle, and it's the okay right to choice. be wrong sometimes. Um, Whatever you have to tell yourself, buddy. But that is actually going to do it, though, for this week. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about um, some SummerSlam, I'm sure, uh, depending uh, on when we record. We'll have, yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Fucking, we record on Saturdays. It comes out on Saturday. So we'll figure that out. We'll see what happens. Um, and then, of course, it will be Nico's turn for a new segment. Let's see what he can come up with next week. Uh, unless he already knows. Don't want to put you on the spot here. Bastard, I was going to recycle a segment, and we were going to have some fun. But now I have to make up a new one, so we'll figure that out. Okay, but. Um, so be expecting that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, any final words, Nico, before we uh, send off? Okay, everybody, just say your prayers, take your vitamins, and remember, Kurt Angle won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. No one should forget that. That is not uh, a lie, uh, I will say. But and also remember to follow us on Twitter at oh. Let's Wrestle Pod. Uh, if you haven't already, at Let's Wrestle Pod. Yes, at Let's Wrestle Pod. Let's Wrestle Pod. I'm sorry. Uh, and that's R A double S L E, uh, and then Pod. We need more doubles. We do. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, of course, our links are in the bio. Uh, but you've been listening to Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. And we are signing don't, up. Don't touch yourself at night. <laughs>